All right. We are on episode seven. I love the number seven. It's my favorite number. The Jesus Network. Of the Jesus Network. So we got a good topic for tonight or today. Um, we have actually done a podcast before on Church Hurt. Mm-hmm. I think it was like episode three of our very, when we first, first started. What an impeccable memory of yours. Goodness gracious. It might, it might not be at all, but whatever. i go back and look. But I remember when we first said we wanted to do a podcast and we were like, hey, send us topic ideas. We had so many mm-hmm. say Church Hurt. Yeah. So we actually have done a podcast on it. Um, which you can find, but tonight or today or whenever you're listening, we're actually talking about reverse church hurt. So what does that mean? It means a lot of times the church or leadership in the church or people that have a a role in the church can hurt or abuse people that attend or that serve or that volunteer or whatever. And we're hearing more and more and more about church hurt, but How do your actions Mm -hmm. hurt the body of Christ and those that the Lord has called and anointed? So how have you maybe been the one to cause the hurt or the pain or maybe even the abuse? And I think this is a little bit like a, I don't know, touchy, but I think a lot of times we don't think about it this way. We always think about what the big church, what the big conglomerate or whatever it is did to us rather than what can we take responsibility and accountability for and how maybe we've handled transition. We need to talk about transition. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about honor, what that really looks like. Um, and also talk about church hurt versus church offense Yeah, because they're two very different things. So let me just start by making this real for people. Um, The way I see church hurt on both ends of the spectrum and from what we've experienced, watched, observed, everything within our church, other churches, people that we've talked to that have left churches, what churches have done to them, whatever. The way I see it is like middle school relationships or or high school relationships, whatever, um, where, you know, everything's all hunky-dory and everything's good to go. And you're like, oh, you know, this is really like the honeymoon phase of dating, you know, whatever. The second you break up, you pass each other in the hall. You don't even want to look at each you other. You don't even look in each other's eyeballs. And then you're like, you guys broke up. Why'd you break up? Do you think anybody's going to say, oh, because I just struggled with my own identity <laughs> and I wasn't ready for it. No, 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 no. You're going to blame. 99% you point at the other one. Even if they broke up with you, you were like, no, 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 no. I broke up with them yeah. because let me tell you why I broke mm-hmm. up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, that's how it happens in the church all too often. Everything is great when you're in the church. Yeah. When it's your time to leave, all of a sudden you point fingers back at it and say, this is why I left. Right. They weren't this. They weren't that. Rarely do we ever take our own responsibility. Yeah. So let's just... Uh, this is where I want to make it like really real is if you're saying, no, 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 reverse church hurt. That's not a real thing. Let's go back to Jesus. Okay. Hmm. Let's talk about the people who would have been quote unquote church hurt by Jesus. And maybe you're sitting at home and you're like, no, that's impossible. He was perfect. Um, yet everybody was not the perfect follower. Right. And everybody was not welcome to stay unless they were willing to give everything they had to follow him. Somebody comes and like, 
Rabbi, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And he's like, hey, have you kept the commandments? And he's like, absolutely, since my youth, perfectly. And Jesus doesn't even fight him on it. He's like, all right, well, well done. Go and sell everything that you have, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. And he walks away in sorrow. And that person today would have been the one saying, the church just wanted me to give so much of my money to them, but, but mm. I, that was for the wrong reasons, and that's the reason that I left. Wow. Um, when in reality, it's because money has your heart, not the Lord, and you aren't willing to do it. So instead of dealing with mm. convictions, you place the finger and say, they're condemning me. They're telling me that mm. I have to do this. And look, can things be abused and can churches be greedy? Look, everybody is, is up for error, of course. But at the same time, much like a middle school and high school relationship, you're not willing to search your own heart and say, could I have been better? Could I have done better? So I think that's where we have to go. Yeah, for sure. I think a, a big question that has come up and just talking with people, and not even a question actually, just the way that people have, have shared with us about transition out of a church, you know, um, and they've shared like almost this guilt about leaving or that it's a time of transition or a season's over or whatever. And I have said to many people before, leaving a church is not a sin. Like it is okay to, to be called out of a place. Now we've seen it done where people have said, okay, we're leaving and we don't know where we're going. We don't know where God has us and we don't know, but we really want to be planted, but we have nowhere to go. And, but it's really because of X, Y, and Z is why we're leaving, not because God called us out. And so now that, again, that's all fair and good, okay? If you need to leave a church, you leave a church. And if the Lord's calling you somewhere else, absolutely. Find your people, get planted. Find where the Lord really does have you. Listen to the Lord's voice and go where he's calling you. When you leave, when you transition, our pastor Matt in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Matt Nelson, he's amazing. He says, true character will always be revealed through conflict and through transition. And that couldn't be a truer statement because when transition happens, you want it to go well and you want it to be done with honor and you want it to be done with grace and compassion and, and understanding. But so often for some reason mm -hmm. in the church world, like you and I have left jobs. We have left, you know what I mean? Like corporate world, yeah. like real world jobs and have had better transition out of jobs than we've had out of churches and that we've seen people out of yep. churches. And so then something mm. happens, like you said, this middle school thing where it's like, well, now when I look back at it, it's like, wait a minute, I didn't like how they did this or I didn't like how that happened or wait, they said this, did they just use me? And then we let this offense mm -hmm. creep in and we start to, I always say like when we're going through something, we have this filter that we filter everything through. So if you're looking for offense, you're going to find it. And if you're looking for disappointment and letdown yep. and betrayal and rejection, and then we just make it bigger and bigger, you're going to find it. So then it turns into not just transitioning out of a church and saying, thank you, Jesus, for my season there. Mm -hmm. If it was a good thing, of course, this is totally different if there's abuse and all that. But saying like, okay, like my time is up, my season is up. But then going and having to throw like a grenade 
into the land that you're walking out of yeah. where people still are. Yeah. This is where you have to be very careful when you're bashing the church that you just walked out of. There, God has called people there to shepherd the house. Now, whether or not they're still walking in the vision, the calling that God has from, that's on them. Okay, that's not the burden for you to carry. Second of all, there are still sheep in that place mm -hmm. that by your offense or your view of something or maybe even your misunderstanding of something yeah. could damage not only their relationships within that church, which whole community is holy and we should gather together and we should be the church and all that. You could damage that. You could damage people's eternities. I've seen people so upset with how things have happened with church transition that they left the church and they never came Absolutely. back. Absolutely. And now they're mad at God. Mm -hmm. So it's like the severity of what you do with your offense and your feelings and your understanding of something could be really detrimental yeah. if it's not handled the right way yeah. with honor, which I want to talk about honor with you because I feel like this is something that you're very good at and you understand well. So my question is what is true honor? How has it been abused and how has it been neglected? Mm -hmm. The first thing with honor when leaving a church is you have two choices. You can choose to live in honor or you can choose to defend your honor. Oof. And if you try to defend your honor, you're not living in honor. Mm. You're just trying to defend your name and your choices. You have to choose to live in honor. But what if they did something wrong? And what if they hurt me? And what if they oh, disappointed they me? They made a mistake. Right. So here's the thing. And we've lived this. We're pastors of <laughs> a semi-brand-new church plant. What people don't realize is that your words hurt. <laughs> um, when you leave a church and you point a finger on the way out, you don't share it while you're there, you wait until you're literally on the way out to say, this is why I'm leaving. Um, when you say things that are directed at the pastors, in this case, it might be our, our character, our choices, um, the reason we're living the vision the way the Lord called us to, what you don't realize is that when you have people who actually love the Lord, they go home and they get in their prayer closet and they seek the Lord and they say, God, search my heart, try me, you know my ways, you know my thoughts, find in me if there's any grievous way and lead me in the everlasting way, lead me in the ancient way, lead me the way that you, that you want me to go in, Lord. And if there's even an ounce of humility, pastors will go to the Lord and they'll seek the Lord and say, what is it, Lord, that they saw mm -hmm. that, that maybe I am not seeing? And beyond that, they go to their counselors. They, and in this case, we have a counselor, we have pastors. We would go to these people and say, this is why people are telling us they're leaving. Help us check our heart to make sure that we're living purely here. The, the problem that I think people have is they look at something that they don't align with and because they don't align with it, they have to point a finger and then they have to destroy everything about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Not just the one thing, but oh, that whole church needs to make a change. It's almost like this justification that they have to settle in their heart to justify why they're leaving instead mm -hmm. of just saying, you know what, that I didn't align with that and that's enough for me. And so I'm going to step away. Instead, mm -hmm. it's like, let me find all of the things and all of the red flags and all of the faults. And it's like, what if the Lord did that to us? 
You know what I mean? Like where, where is the grace? Love keeps no record of wrongs unless you're a pastor, (laughs) unless you're an evangelist, unless you're a prophet. And look, I get it. Leaders are held to a higher standard by the Lord, not by the ones who are leaving the church. Right. We have to remember that. Right. You don't hold me to the higher standard. The Lord does. So if you're worried about the way we're living and the decisions that we're making, then you are placing yourself on the throne as a judge. And I would just be careful with that. I really would be careful with that. Um, Yeah, I I guess I just want to shine a little bit of light for some people who don't realize. For those of you who are even processing now about leaving a church um, because of something, there's always a reason, of course, and you're never the problem. It's always the pastor. Let's get real. And if you're saying, no, that's not true, I challenge you before you do anything, go and seek the Lord first. Go get in your prayer closet, get alone with the Lord, and let him search your heart and reveal to you what you're going through right now. And I believe that if the Lord is calling you out, he'll call you to something. Yeah. He won't just tell you to leave so that you go home and sit at home all by yourself and now you have to wait to find a church. No, Mm -hmm. he'll take you to the place you need to go, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, I think you have to do that part. But I wanna just let you in on something. People don't see this and I'll be very vulnerable with you just for a moment. Um, when you leave a small church, a church plant, and you were involved with the core team and the people or, or this, the, the church plant, the launch team, whatever it might be, um, you also have to recognize that when you're leaving, it's like you're in the building stage and you just left the, the contractor there with a bunch of two by fours placed somewhere where you, that nobody knows where they were placed because you were in the building phase with them and then you just up and left and disappeared. So there's this aspect that you are abandoning ship way too early. You're abandoning it. And honestly, I would even ask you to ask the Lord, am I being faithful in this season that I'm in? Not even just faithful to the man of God that you're serving under, but have I been faithful to the Lord in the season that I've been in? And if not, then that's between you and the Lord. And I think you'll check your heart on some things. But the piece that I want to let you in on is that for people like me and Dee, we have children so when you tell us, hey, we're leaving the church for this reason, my children get no reason as to why they no longer see your children. To them, friends just left and they got no goodbye. Uh, this is when you do it in a dishonorable way and you let the church know you're leaving and you let them know before you ever step back foot in the church again. Um, that's what happens to the family. So. Take a moment before you're getting ready to leave a church and just ask the Lord to guide you. How can I not hurt their family in my leaving? Because hmm. my children have to come to me after a service and say, hey, why haven't we seen so-and-so in so long? And I have to protect their hearts because I don't want to burn them away from ministry in the future because they'll feel the pain that you never think about. Right. My children feel that pain. You got to have a conversation with your kids before. My kids didn't. They find out the day of. So uh, this is not to make anybody feel guilty. It's just to bring you to a place of understanding that you've probably never even once thought about. Mm -hmm. That maybe just maybe my leaving or the way that I'm leaving is going to hurt people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're going to hurt people on the way out, I promise you you're not doing it in an honoring way. 
So keep that in mind uh, when you're processing through a potential transition. Okay, I'm not saying you're stuck somewhere for the rest of your days. Mm -mm. Uh, I'm not saying that you married, um, you know, into this family. You kind of did, but into this one church family and you're stuck there forever. But if the Lord calls you out, then how dare you do it disrespectfully and dishonorably? Mm-hmm. What a way to slap the Lord in the face as he's calling you to a new place, you know? Yeah. And this is the reverse church hurt that we don't ever talk about. We mm-hmm. love comforting people who have been hurt by the church because we ex- we've experienced it. We know what it's like. But on the other side, you have to recognize that you can also hurt the ones that you're leaving. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I don't think people talk about enough. Yeah. You know, in, in uh, Romans 12, it says outdo one another by showing honor. And I think sometimes we feel a justification in, in like you said, like defending our honor and saying, yeah, but like if you only knew what they're doing or if you only knew the mistakes they're making or if you only knew... Or whatever it is, or it could even be as something as, you know, we're talking, you're talking about a small church. You could be in a huge church and be like, I don't like how it's run. I don't like what church has turned into. That's not a bad thing. Like, it's okay that you don't align with that church anymore. It's a matter of how are you honoring them Mm -hmm. on your way out? Does it mean that you have to agree with everything that's being done? No. Does it mean you need to slander them? No. It's just a way, like, and and again, we've kind of seen all sides of church hurt from, from, pastors to staff to volunteers to congregation members like we've literally seen it and then also worked with people through it and it's it's like just because there's even a mistreatment or even Mm -hmm. if there is a true church hurt Mm -hmm. you still get the opportunity to honor on the way out Mm -hmm. and you still get and there were so many times that I feel like we did go to Pastor Matt and say, or, or Brian and say like, well, we just want to, you know, we just want to speak our truth and whatever, whatever our truth even means. But it's like, but why? How is that honoring God? How is it honoring them? How is it honoring the Mm -hmm. people, like I said, Mm -hmm. that are still left in the church? How is it honoring their family? Mm -hmm. How is it honoring? And so when you look at the bigger picture, it's like, does my offense really matter in this? Now, again, this is not talking about when there's true abuse happening in the church, physical abuse, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, that kind of stuff. You can go back to our church heard episode and listen to yes, that one. Yes, exactly. So this is not like us justifying and covering for bad behavior and saying it because that's where we have seen honor. But at abused. the same time, when somebody dishonors you, that's not your right or your license it mean to dishonor you to, them. Right. You don't. You, so the Bible oh, the says church don't, hurt me. The yeah. Bible says don't repay evil with evil. So. This is what I would think. If you can, we often operate in the temporary instead of the eternal all the time because I get it. We're on the earth right now. I get it. It's it's easier to operate in the flesh than in the spirit, but we have to be led by the spirit. Those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, daughters of God. That's what the word says in Romans 8. So if you can just think for a moment, maybe, just maybe, Jesus is going to put his arm around me one moment in heaven and say, hey, we're going to look back in your life. <laughs> I don't want him to show me the scenes of me leaving a church and doing it dishonorably Mm. because at the end of the day, we're going to dishonor the pastors of the church that we're leaving when we dishonor. But at the same time, we're dishonoring the bride of Christ. And I don't want to be there with the bridegroom with his arm around me and him say, Hey, we're just going to go back through your life. I'm not saying he's going to scold me and he's Mm going to make me feel guilt and shame. I'm not saying any of that. I know my sins have been thrown as far as the East or the West. I'm just saying, I want to process through the lens of 
Jesus is watching me right now. So if I can think about that, his eyes are searching to and fro to see who's performing his word. Like, I want to know that I left and I pleased the Lord in my leaving. Mm. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm going to try to point my finger at everybody else that wronged me. Mm-hmm. But that's not honoring them. That's not honoring to the mm-hmm. Lord. So that's the place that I think we have to get to. I think people also need to understand that by you doing this, and again, this was something we walked through and that we had to learn how to just remain quiet and honoring and all that. Um I think you have to understand that if you if you do this lashing out or you do this exposing or whatever it is that you want to call it, it's not going to heal the wounds that you're feeling. It's Mm-mm. not going to rectify the flaws that you don't like about the church or the pastors that you're leaving. It's not going to bring a satisfaction to your heart of saying, well, at least I got to speak out. It's like... It's not going to do any of that. It's just going to continue to build a bitterness, a resentment, a distaste for the bride of Christ, which like you said, if someone came in and talked poorly about me to you, I imagine you would be upset and would want to defend me and right. And so it's like, how much greater is it? And and how much worse things are being said about his bride? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, I'll like, if you're on social media and you're just seeing people that have been hurt by the church and there's mm-hmm. this um d- there's this whole like side of TikTok about it about just like deconstructing all the things that they went through in these evangelical yeah. churches or whatever yeah. and it's all these I, the comments actually break my heart because yeah. it's like this is why I left the church this is why I'm never stepping back in a church again and it's like this is exactly what the enemy wants mm-hmm. he wants to cause discord among the bride he wants to cause division he wants your hurt and your wounds to go so deep that you say I will never how many mm-hmm. pastors have we met that said I I left pastoring and I will never be in ministry mm-hmm. again the enemy is winning because he's pulling you away from the body and he's pulling away for some of us from our callings and our ministry and so Remind yourself when you want to speak out, when you get angry, when you're frustrated, and I get it, and when you're looking at the church and they're just hunky-dory and life is going on and they're great and they're thriving and you're like, ah, you know, and you're so bothered. You saying anything is not going to bring any kind of healing or benefit or or unity to you and to your life at that point. And so it's like, okay, if they're truly doing something that goes against the word of God or what God's called them to do, the Lord will deal with that. He will be the one to bring justice and all of that. You now, it is your responsibility of how are you going to walk out walk this out how are you going to show honor how are you going to to outdo one another in showing honor you know um i pulled up matthew 7 matthew 7 12 whatever you wish that others would do to you do also to them for this is the law and the prophets Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it always happens it doesn't mean you always get in return what you want or what even what you're doing you know but it's like that's what you're responsible and accountable for. Yeah. That's what you have to answer to the Lord for, not what they're doing. And we have to just take that weight of that responsibility of saying, I've got to I've got to speak out and I've got to tell everyone, you know, my offenses. Yeah. And yep. it's like, no, you don't. It's not necessary. I think that there just needs to be an if you know that you're leaving a church, do it well. And I think the way you do that is you you invite into honor. So if you are leaving a church and you have the ability to meet with the pastor or a leader or whoever it is, 
Um, I think the question that you need to give them on your way out is, how can I honor you as I leave? And if there is something that you desperately need on your way out, then sure, ask them, you know, uh, can you can you honor me in this way, on my way out? And maybe that way is just by not trying to convince me to stay, <laughs> you know, whatever that might look like or, you know, whatever might happen. Um, but, but to ask them, how can I honor you on the way out and to give them that invitation? I bet you most of them will just say, you don't have to do anything. Just let's just, you know what I mean? Like, cause they'll know, oh, I can trust this person. I don't have to worry. The most, most of the time they put these things in place for people. It's because they're like, oh, all right, hey, let's make sure we do this. Make sure we do that. Make sure we do this because they're worried they're going to dishonor me on the way out. But if you set it up on your way out, how can I honor you, mm-hmm. man of God, woman of God? Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll feel this sense of, wow, they actually care. Mm-hmm. Uh, they already know they're leaving, but at least they want to honor on the way out. And yeah. I think that's beautiful. You know what? Um, Pastor Matt actually told us when we first met him years ago, and he pastors in Tulsa, and there's a lot of churches in Tulsa, and some like big names and some small churches. And he says, anytime someone comes to his church, and, and he can truly say this because he's connected with every pastor in Tulsa. Um, anytime anyone comes to his church and they're like, yeah, I just left so-and-so church. And I, he's like, oh, pastor, you know, Mike Todd, pastor, whoever. He's like, yeah, we, I just had lunch with him last week. Or yeah, we just talked like last month. He, he's a good friend of mine. And he said, I would immediately throw out, which again is true. He's actually friends with these men, whether or not he believes in their doctrine or theology, not the point. The point is he knows, okay, we're in this, we're shepherds together. Mm-hmm. And he said, I would always throw it out. Yeah, yeah, we're friends. And they would immediately stop talking because they're ready and willing to like lash out and jump out and be like, I went to so-and-so's church. I had to leave because of blah, 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 blah. And so he like taught us like, hey, if people come to your church and they're bad-mouthing the church up the street, I promise you in a couple months or years, yeah. they're going to be bad-mouthing yeah. you too. And we saw that. Oh, absolutely. And so we started we started meeting pastors around here and doing the same exact thing. Oh, I just, and we're like, he's the nicest man we've ever met and they're like oh yeah he is really nice you know they have nothing to say <laughs> and so it's almost like that um we're we're like modeling honor for people and and i pray that more people yeah. church attenders more pastors yeah. start to do that yeah. and start it's not a competition yeah and it's and again if the lord's called you out then go yeah. don't let man keep you rooted somewhere that you're not supposed to be don't be manipulated don't be deceived but also do it well outdo one another with honor treat each other how you want to be treated and let's like really be a unified body of christ amen 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 <laughs>